This week, we decided to pick the song called Church, Take Me Back by Cochran and Co. So yeah, this had just kind of, honestly, was kind of a random song, but it just kept coming to both of us. And then we've had like some experiences, obviously, with hard times at church and feeling like we weren't um, maybe physically at church or just mentally at church. So we're excited to just kind of talk about that experience with church and how it's helped us and kind of just some different views on church, right? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a, a tricky topic. And I heard the song and I actually love the song. Like it's a really happy, upbeat, like just happy song. But when you think about church, there's just such an array of emotions that people have about church. There's so many views on it, so many experiences that people have had on it. And it, you know, it is kind of tricky. And so like, I liked this song and I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, this would be a good one, but it didn't really feel like one we were going to tackle right away. (laughs) I don't know. And then you had also mentioned it and we've just been really trying to go by like how we're feeling, what the spirit is guiding us to do. So hopefully we can say something that's of use. So I, maybe I'll just start out kind of with my experience of church. So I was raised in the church. I grew up going to church every week. My parents were, they were good about making us go. And I always went, I've liked church. Like I've, I've stayed to church. Um, but I remember in adulthood, my brother, he had some kids. I hadn't had kids yet. And he was like, church is terrible. Like it's hard. And I remember being shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like you can't say that. Like it's not, you know. It's so good. Um, and then I had kids <laughs> and church got hard, honestly. Like I felt like it was, I didn't like it. And I felt guilty because I didn't like it. Like I was like, no, like I am getting nothing out of church. My kids are so loud. Like we're so distracted. I don't hear anything that's said. And I just felt kind of overwhelmed with like, I don't like church. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And I felt really guilty about that. And one day I was sitting in church and, um, with my three boys that are just chaotic and, and they were being kind of wild. And then my little boy picked up his shoe and we're kind of hot messes when we get to church. We really are like wrinkly shirts, like doing hair as we walk in, you know, like we're just kind of crazy. But anyway, so we're there, we're hot mess expresses in the back and my little boy picks up his, he takes off his shoe and I'm like, what are you doing? And then he starts to dump out just this steady stream of dirt and I'm dying. Like there was a ton of dirt in his shoe and I'm dying. Right. I'm like, this is the last straw. Like I'm so embarrassed. My kid's dumping a shoe full of dirt out. I'm not getting anything out of it. And I just had this moment of pure defeat. Like I was just like, I'm done. We're done. Like I can't come back to church and just feel anxious and stressed and embarrassed and all, all the things. And I really like, that was a day for me. It was bad. And then the next week we went because my husband's awesome. And this lady got up to the pulpit and she said, last week, I couldn't help but notice the little Levitt boy, which is my little boy. He took off his shoe and he started dumping out the stream of dirt. And she was like, and it hit me in that moment that that's the church. Like that's what church is about. Like church is about coming with your hard coming with your negative, your addictions, your problems, your mental health issues. It's about coming to church and just dumping out that shoe full of dirt, like taking all of the bad and dumping it at church and giving it to God, like giving it all to God. 
and not hanging on to that, not wearing that shoe that is uncomfortable, that's full of dirt because he was uncomfortable with that shoe on. And she said all these things and she said it so beautiful. She was like, that's what the atonement's for. You know, it's about dumping out that shoe full of dirt. And she said, I was just so thankful that day that that little Levitt boy was there. And I like, it just taught me so much because she was an answer to my prayer, right? And she had no idea that she was. And she was so grateful that we were there dumping our, our shoe full of dirt. And I feel like church changed for me that day. I'm there to take my heart to God. That's the reason for church, you know. And so it kind of changed my perspective on church in the sense that I wasn't just going to for a checklist, right? Like, because I think I had been for a little while. I was just going because that's what you did. That's what I felt like I should do. But it changed. I was going because I needed it. I needed God in my life. Not only that, but I was going to tell him thank you. I was going to worship him not to um, be entertained, but going to going to worship him and thank him for the atonement and thank him for taking all of that away from me. And so I don't know. It's just a cool day. <laughs> That's a really cool story. Kind of a funny experience, but. And so relatable. Like <clears throat> how many times have our kids like done things that are embarrassing for us, you know? And just like that girl was like grateful that you were there and noticed you like that doesn't always happen, right? Like people aren't always grateful um, that my boys are like throwing Cheerios and stuff. But I know that my father <laughs> is always grateful. And that's who we're going for. But in the song, it talks about, uh, it says, it's not a trophy for the winners. It's a shelter for the sinners. And I just love that. Yeah. I love that line because it's true. Like we need to, like, I think as a whole, we need to have that reminder that like, why are we at church? Like, what is the point to be at church? Are we just trying to show off? Like, yeah, like our accomplishments or our new car or like our new dress. Yeah. Are we there to like find shelter and also be the shelter for people who need it? We need each other. I think there's lots of people that are like, I'll be a good person, right? Like, I don't need church. Like, I'll be a good person on my own. And yes, like, absolutely, you can be a good person. There's lots of amazing people that don't go to church. But in the Bible, it like it teaches us that Christ set up the church, right? Like he, and it says that he was the head of the church and he had his apostles that were teaching the church. And it kind of shows us that church is important. And I think especially nowadays, man, truth, true truth is like hard to find sometimes. Like there are so many influencers, right? That we get to see every day, especially on social media. And I'll be following someone that I'm like, she's like, this is so good. And then all of a sudden there's like something that's put out that I'm like, wait, what? Like that's confusing or that, you know? And so I think there's just so much good and bad mixed together, you know, online and where we're finding our sources that it can be so hard to find real truth. And so I think that church is such a cool place that we can go and learn together. Let's go back to our Bible and see what real truth is other than just believing my favorite influencer because she's cool and I like her. And so I think it's so important that we do come together and we share and we learn and grow. Yeah, 
Um, that just brings to mind, I wasn't like planning on sharing this, but it brings to mind this experience that I just had where I got scammed. <laughs> it's so, I'm so embarrassed that I got scammed because I like mm. to think that I am, you know, <laughs> above all that. <laughs> but I totally fell for the scam on Venmo. It was a Venmo scam. I got this email from Venmo and it was, looked really official and it was really long. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And I was really stressed. I had all this stuff going on around me. And so I didn't have time to like sit down and look at it and read it. And if I had, I would have noticed typos in it, which obviously is like a an yeah. indication that it's <laughs> a scam. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And so I got scammed out of a hundred dollars and I almost got scammed out of more. <laughs> okay. I'm so embarrassed to tell you this because I just <laughs> like such an idiot. So I think that's what church is. And that's what church does for us is like, keeps us on that straight and narrow path where you have people that can say, Hey, like you just missed this typo, <laughs> you know, or mm-hmm. remind you to look at the email or to remind you to look at this or that. And that's kind of what church is for, like churches for us to to have people help us. Like we need people who have strong, good values because there is so much crap out there. I love when you brought up family too, because I think that our church can be our family, right? And just like in any family, sometimes you have wackadoos in your family, right? <laughs> or you have people that you don't agree with. Like, <laughs> Sorry, family. None of my family, of course. (laughs) Or just like people you don't agree with people. Yeah. And you have people that, because you hear it a lot, right? People get offended in church. Yeah. And they leave. But it's like, we need each other. We need to learn from those people. That's how we learn to be Christ-like is when we're working with someone we would never have chosen to work with. And we're learning about personalities that we never would have acquainted ourselves with. Isn't that what Jesus did? You know, like he hung out with people that maybe weren't like him. And so I just love that church also gives us the opportunity to be around people that maybe we wouldn't have chosen to be around and don't go for people, you know, don't go, don't not go. If somebody offends you go and pray for them harder, you know, like go for you, go for Jesus and learn to be Christ-like with those people around you. I really like that. That I think it kind of goes back to the, it's a shelter for the sinners. If you're going to church to find perfect people, you're going to be disappointed every single time. Like your little boy dumping out his shoe full of dirt. Did someone have to clean that up? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Does someone have to like be around, you know, the dirt? Yes. You know, but that's what church is for. Like, this is a place where we can all dump out our dirt. And so it's hard because sometimes I think we go thinking that everyone is going to be just like Jesus, but people are not just like Jesus at church. They're trying to be like Jesus, but they're not just like him. I think sometimes we go to church too, and we feel like everybody is like Jesus, but us. Um, I know I felt like that for a while. I was like, wow, these, everyone's perfect except me, you know, like everyone's so good, but don't let them fool you. <laughs> like, we all have our issues. They are not perfect. You are not perfect and that's okay. And that's why we're there. I think the more open and honest we are about not being perfect, you know, it helps others, others feel included. And because I know growing up, I knew all the right answers, right? Like I have the answers. I knew them, but did I feel it? Did I know it in my heart? Did I know it with the spirit? You know, maybe not. And so 
Um, maybe you feel like you're way behind, but maybe you're really not. You're there for you and to create a relationship with God. You know, I had this congregation that I was in that I didn't really like. I thought they were snooty and clicky and weren't friendly at all. And so that was really hard for me to go to that ward and I didn't really like it. And so I felt like they treated me inferior, but I also think that a lot of that was also me. Like the longer I was there, the more I realized that like, they're not treating me differently. Like I'm treating myself differently or I'm treating them differently too. So I think we have to be really careful about like our preconceived notions about what other people are thinking about us because it's not, it's like, yeah, it's true. People are busy. They have their life. They're probably not ignoring you, you know? And a lot of people are, aren't really outgoing. You know, there's a lot of introverts out there who like don't necessarily not want to talk to you. They just don't know how, or don't know what to say, or don't know how to start a conversation too. So I think you just have to be careful about um, like your preconceived notions of others too. Sometimes we go to church and we're like, oh, that was boring. Or like, I didn't get anything out of it. Um, But I think that's a good time to reflect too and say, what did I put into it? Too often we go to church trying to be entertained or trying to, it's all about me. Yeah. But no, we should go in thinking, how am I going to participate? How am I going to serve someone? How am I going to help someone else? And that can really change church as well. Kind of why we're on that same topic is like this idea of like, what are you putting in? And I want to just be really careful because my husband is a pharmacist and he had to work on Sundays every other Sunday for a long, long time. Yeah. So I was taking my three little boys to church by myself and they were babies. You know, I'm taking a five-year-old, a three-year-old oh. to church by myself during nap time. And literally I was giving everything that I could to church and to the Lord by getting us there. And we would end up in the hall. We miss half the meeting. I was in that situation that you talked about very first where it's like, I don't, I'm getting nothing out of this. But I think that in that moment, it's like, that's okay. Like that was my turn to put everything into the Lord. And it didn't, I didn't feel like I was getting those blessings, but I was showing the Lord and I was giving the Lord my full like my full devotion yes. by just getting us there and so if that's all you can do right now you're doing amazing if you are just getting dressed and getting to church yeah. with dirt in your shoes <laughs> with your hair not yes. combed, like you're doing a good job and I wish that I would have just maybe had someone tell me that a little bit more because I felt like I was doing a horrible job but you're doing a good job if you're doing your best to get there and the Lord loves that he loves effort Whatever we can give, you know, and that's different for everyone at different times of life too. seasons, right? I love that you brought up your husband being like working on Sundays too, because that's the case for lots of people, right? Mm-hmm. They have to work on Sunday or, but something that I love about church too, is that if it doesn't extend outside of the building, then we're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Church is a community. Church is helping each other outside of church like we are there to um, obviously learn together but we're creating these bonds where we can help each other outside of church you know and so if you do work on Sunday that's okay you know like that is that happens 
Um, but you can still find ways, I think, to help the people around you, help your church members, you know, and they should be doing that for you. If you know someone that works on Sunday, reach out to them, make sure they're doing good. Yes, church is amazing, but it shouldn't be when we go to the building. It should be we're creating these communities, these families, and we're helping each other Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think that's really important because there have been lots of people where it's like, I should help them. And I think that's the Lord, like giving us each other so that we can, can help each other. I've had the worst week. It's just been really bad. And I had people like you reached out to me and texted me. And I was like, how did you know? Like, and I think that's a part of church. That's an extension of church. Like that's family. And yes, we're like literal family, but I also had friends in my, uh, in my congregation and my church that like, were also there, you know, that I knew I could go to. And if they're not coming to you, like go to them, like you can go to them. People want to help you. So I want to just do one more experience that I had when we were, when I was at church one time. So someone was up at the pulpit and they were talking about how they hadn't been to church for a while, a long time and how they were coming back and how happy that they felt being there. And, um, it hit me that while I had been at church, I hadn't really been at church. It had been a long, long time since I spiritually had been there. So physically I was there, but spiritually I, I was just so absent and I had been so absent for a long time and I didn't feel like I was close to the savior. I didn't feel like I was doing my prayer or scriptures like I should and all those things. And so I needed to come back spiritually like it's great to be there physically but like I also needed to to be there spiritually and so I feel like there's two types of being at church you know there's the spiritual and there's the physical and both are really important and so if you're there physically but not there spiritually just do the best you can obviously we're all trying hard and we can all all make it there like me with my three little boys getting there was the most I could do but if you can do a little bit more just try and and take a minute when you're at church and realize why you're there and realize the most important things and just kind of prioritize like your thoughts and emotions at church. And if you're not there, it's you guys, it's hard. Like it's hard if you're not there spiritually or physically to come back. And I just want to applaud like everyone's courage for, for doing the best they can. I love that you brought that up because I think we've talked about, you know, being at church, but what about people that you feel like you can't go back to church. Like it's so hard to physically go back to church. Um, it made me think of the prodigal son because that's one of my like favorite stories ever. Um, and there was a leader in our church that was talking about it in a way that I loved. He kind of made it like a more modern day. He was like, okay, so what if you are the prodigal son, you know, like you left your family, took your money, everything, whatever you went and partied, you lived the high life, you, post on social media, like living my best life, best day ever. But then you just wound up feeling still kind of empty, right? Like you longed for, because you're the spiritual being, right? And then pretty soon you ran out of money and those things didn't last. The money didn't last. The partying didn't last. And you started to feel sad and your friends left you. They didn't help you out. I think, and then he kind of had this desire, maybe he had the desire, right? To like, let's go back and relating it to church. Like, let's go back to church, right? But how, like, how do you travel that far away? You get that far off. And then 
I feel like some people feel like that, you know, like it's impossible now. Like I've done all these things, like maybe heavenly father, like doesn't want to forgive me, or maybe I'm embarrassed because of the friends I left at church or whatever it is. But my favorite thing about that parable of the prodigal son is that his dad is watching him from afar off. Maybe he sees him. He's, he just keeps an eye on him all the time. And then it says in that parable, when the son just made that little effort to come back, just that tiny little step or knew that he needed to, the father wasn't chastening him or mad at him. Like he ran to him. He ran all the way out there, hugged him, was so happy that he came back. Like that's what he cared about. He loves him so much. He cares that he wanted to come back. And yeah, like that might've been a hard thing. I'm not going to imply that it's easy to come back to church and that, um, your feelings are going to, you're going to immediately love it. And it's going to be this easy, great thing. No, it'll probably be hard, but you have a father in heaven that loves you, that sees you where you are at right now and loves you no matter what, and that he's going to welcome you with open arms. He's going to throw a party, right? Like he's going <laughs> to yeah. just like this dad, he, he killed the fatted calf and he threw a party and the people at church will celebrate. I hope I just encourage you if that is you, if maybe you feel like, man, I'm too far off. Like, I don't know if I can go to church or maybe church isn't for me. Um, I just testify and promise that you have a loving father that sees you where you're at right now and loves you and will come to you and meet you where you're at and help you get back to where you need to be. And it might be hard, but he'll be with you every step of the way. It's hard. No matter if you're like coming back spiritually or physically, it's hard, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. You guys, it's just that feeling, um, that you get at church of the spirit telling you that you're where you need to be. There's nothing that quite can compare to that or fill you the way it does. And I also just wanted to add one more thought on my end and then we can wrap up because I've talked a lot, but I just want to point out that like, you're not a hypocrite for coming back either. Like everyone makes mistakes and everyone is there. And like Erica said, Mm -hmm. I want to add my just testimony that heavenly father loves you no matter what mistakes you've made. And it's not too late to, to change or to come back or to be better. It's never, um, you're never being a hypocrite. Um, if you're trying to better yourself. And so if you've done things that like you feel keep you from church, that's, that's Satan. That's trying to keep you away from a loving father in heaven because he wants you to be miserable. And you, the best way to make you miserable is to separate you from pure love from people that love you and care about you and to isolate you. And so don't, don't fall into that trap. Just know that there are people that love you. And like Erica said, heavenly father loves you more than anyone. And our savior, Jesus Christ loves you more than anyone. And they want you home so badly. And they are going to throw that awesome party. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the All About Him podcast. We really are so grateful that you come and you listen. And if you enjoyed today, feel free to let your friends and your family know, and let's just spread the good news of Jesus. So we love you guys, and we look forward to next week.